Good morning, and welcome to morning prayers. Today's service will begin with a responsive reading, Psalm number 130, found on page number 65. Please stand as you are able as we read responsively by whole verse. Out of the depths I have called to you. O God, hear my voice. Let your ears consider well the voice of my supplication. For there is forgiveness with you, therefore you shall be feared. My soul waits for you, more than the centuries for the morning, more than the centuries for the morning. With God there is plenteous redemption. God shall redeem Israel from all their sins. This morning's scripture is from Romans, chapter 4, verses 20 to 22. No distrust made Abraham waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore, 
His faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. His faith was reckoned to him as righteousness is a paraphrase of Genesis 15:6, which reads, And Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. The verse appears after God has come to Abraham in a vision and promised to make his descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. That's not the first time Abraham meets God, though. Back in Genesis 13, God promised to Abraham that he would give his descendants a land to settle in. In Genesis 12, when the Egyptian pharaoh became infatuated with Abraham's wife, Sarah, God intervened by sending plagues down upon the Egyptians. So by the time of Genesis 15, Abraham is pretty well accustomed to this Lord Most High. It's not a question of belief anymore, because Abraham knows something. He's spoken to God, and God has spoken back. He's prayed, and God has intervened. Abraham can be certain about God in a way that I cannot, and a way that I suspect few of you can either. And yet, Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. His faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. It's one of the more beloved lines in scripture, particularly in my own Protestant tradition. Abraham takes it as granted, Calvin wrote, that the righteousness of faith is the refuge and the asylum of the sinner who is destitute of works. I have no quarrel with Calvin on this point, nor with Paul either. But in a tradition that makes so much of having faith, I have often wondered what does it mean to believe? Because in this context, I don't think it can possibly mean Abraham acknowledged the existence of God and that was reckoned to him as righteousness. This is what we most often use the word to mean in our culture. We say, I believe in God, as if this settles something really important. But Abraham does not believe in God. Abraham believes God, and this is what is reckoned to him as righteousness. Abraham believes that God was not lying when he made the promises he made. Abraham believes that his descendants will make a great nation. He believes that God will give them their own land to live in. And he believes all this in spite of the fact that he is a hundred years old and childless and possesses no land of his own. <laughs> That's what the Lord reckons to him as righteousness. And when the Bible speaks of faith, 
it is most often that kind of faith that is being spoken of. The Christian religion lost something, I think, when it decided that the most important question to ask is, is there a God? Because it's one thing to believe in God, and quite another to believe that the promises God makes are true. In my particular strain of Christianity, there is only one thing that can rival the importance of faith, and that is the importance of scripture. Faith alone and scripture alone, the reformers would say. Now, scripture is a very long and very old book, a book which is full of promises God makes. All of them are hard to believe. I mean, I've lived in the world, and I've seen that it is not the world God promises. And though I think I have seen signs that it may one day be a different world, I know perfectly well that those signs would not stand up to scientific scrutiny. Despair is always tempting because it is logical. And giving up is always tempting because it is easy. But faith, and here I speak not just of the Christian faith, but of all faith, which is worthy and true. Faith demands more of us than that. It demands that we try to see a better world, see through the pain and the suffering and the loss, as Abraham does, that we see what could be different, what still might be different. I don't deny that this sort of faith is very hard. But if there is anything that will ever be reckoned to us as righteousness, I do believe that it will be this. Amen. Will you please join me in saying the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as you are able to sing the hymn, Lord of all hopefulness, Lord of all joy, hymn number 81, found in your Crimson Harvard hymnal, hymn number 81.
as we go into this day, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord grant you peace. And the gathered people said, Amen. Amen.